Can you guys hear my dog and kids in the background? Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 114 of Cali Brickclick. And before we get into the introductions, remember you can find this episode and all previous episodes anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, and appreciate everyone who's actually listening on that side. Uh, but I'm not wearing Invis- Invisalign today, so I'm not it's stuttering like I normally do or like have a lift. <laughs> so uh, it is early in the morning for all of us. That's why Claire's not here. I think she just overslept. She did post out a video. If you haven't seen that one, go check it out. Uh, it's the Corner Garage. little self-plug for her. Uh, so whenever she hears the alarm or my text messages, maybe she'll jump on later on in the episode. But it is also we're recording this during a s- storm here in California, mm-hmm. all over California. We're all drowning right now. So if, we, if you hear glitches, apologize ahead of time. Today, we have all well, I need to switch this up. Like always, we have Ninja. Yo. We have a Claire. Uh, but today we have someone special. Now, if uh, you're not familiar with this person, yes, you are, because you know what's going on in the Lego community today. It's the creator of the BTS Lego set. But before that, I we all knew him as a fellow YouTuber in the space, Josh or JB Brick Fanatic. How's it going, man? Hey, um, it's going really well. It's going really good. How happy are you, like right now? It's kind of surreal still, but I'm very, very happy. Before we dive into the idea set, who are you? That's a good question. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, no, so I'm a I'm a I'm a 22 year old college student in my sophomore year of college and studying marketing and taking some some communication classes, film and Photoshop and podcast studio and all that that jazz. Um, yeah, basically just a broke as a joke college student at this point. Uh, just wait, waiting to graduate. <laughs> That's so true. I don't miss. I don't miss my college years. Don't miss it at all. It's fun. It's fun for sure. And I'm and I'm learning a lot. And I'm and I'm growing and maturing. But but man, if I could just if I could just settle down and not have to deal with this, that'd be great. <laughs> it's temporary. I mean, yeah, I think exactly. if I was here right now, we'd both testify to the fact that like you're these next couple years. Or the next two years, if you just stop there, or even further, if you keep going, they're just gonna suck. You just gotta accept the fact that you're gonna be <laughs> broke, you're gonna be tired, you can't do everything you want to. Um, these long nights are never gonna end, but it's gonna end. And then yeah. eventually, I mean, even when you get out of college, getting the job that you want, settling down, finding a place to live, that enough is stressful. Yeah. To slap you in the face so many times, and then it's like. Usually, like when you're in your 30s, when you finally get to like reap the benefits of the rewards, you know what I mean? Yep. So, like late 20s, early 30s, just make it to there, dude. Just make it there, and you'll yep. be. I'm, I'm gonna hold out once once this grind is up. I'll I'll jump on the next grind, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the grind never really ends, okay. but you just get more money as you get older. Right. Right. So, and then that's when the play actually starts to happen. Hopefully, you don't get you know nothing hits you on the way up, but if it does, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. So then, like, what is your Lego story then? Yeah, so my parents started me on Duplo, as a lot of us. Played with Duplo my whole life, Lincoln Logs, those kind of building blocks, army men, you know, shooting them with rubber bands, that kind of thing. So I've always had had a creative kind of uh, mind. And once I graduated from Duplo to regular bricks, I just I started asking for more and more sets. I can remember I asked for that yellow cargo train back in the day from City. Um, for Christmas and I would get some Technic sets randomly for Christmas to kind of expand my palette of Lego building I guess. Very distinctly I remember I got my first job at 16. With with my new job I was able to afford more Lego so I bought the 
the 20, I think 16 or 17 uh, city fire station and police station sets. Those were, those. I was really into city back then still. Uh, but then right around when The Force Awakens came out, I made my switch over to Lego Star Wars. I bought the 2015 Millennium Falcon playset, and then that kind of kicked it off from there. Started collecting all Star Wars, didn't really grow out of it until um, I would say earlier this year, earlier last year, I stopped buying Star Wars as much. And now I'm kind of more into the icon stuff. But yeah, it's been a it's been a lifelong I guess passion started in childhood and just never stopped. I, I couldn't grow up. So then like what transitioned it from going from like having Lego to sharing Lego online then? Yeah. So I'd always watched Ryan M and R productions and, um, uh, bricks are, um, the, those two were kind of the main ones that I, that I aspired to and just kept watching. But actually when bricks are started his, his, uh, his Pablo series is picking a Bricklink order series on his on his uh, YouTube channel. I was like, oh, I got to get on in, on in on this action because he was signing little two by four bricks and sending them with the orders if you requested it. He was numbering them and everything. I decided to place an order, random parts. I tried to find the most obscure pieces in his store just just for kicks to see kind of what he would pick. And then after he did that, he filmed it and put it on his channel. I did a reverse Pablo, which was me like receiving the picked Bricklink order. And that was my first video was was me kind of imitating Jabo and, and trying to to just copy that. And then from there, it spiraled into just creating uh, set reviews. And because I had I had access to to knowledge of, of sets early um, of when when the different retail stores would uh, maybe get some sets in, I was able to uh, kind of work the system and get those and and maybe open them up and review them on my channel. So that kind of that grew a little bit of traction there. But yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it how it started was from Brickstar. You created some viral content. Yeah. So um, that was see what was that was 2021, I guess two years ago, right before I came to university. I had moved from my family and I moved from Hawaii to Indiana. Uh, that's where we currently are. I'm actually kind of near uh, uh, Danny Bob Studios. Uh, did she change her channel name or something, or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she took the Lego out. Okay. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, once we moved the, uh, to Indiana, um, started working full time. wasn't in school. wasn't didn't want to go to college or anything. But then I realized, you know, I probably should go to college just so I can have some sort of degree on my resume, be able to to show that I'm able to work hard and I'm not just a finish. I because I finished my my freshman year of high school and then dropped out. So that's, that's my current education level. And then obviously two years of college now, but I figured I should go to college. So the day before I drove from Indiana to California, the night before hadn't packed or nothing. The night before is when I filmed the Legos don't broke like that video. And the reason I filmed it is because ever since that, that um, Spider-Man movie came out, the Spider-Man homecoming and you see Ned kind of on Spider-Man's bed and he builds the Death Star set and he drops it, it shatters into a million pieces. I don't know if you guys remember that that scene. No, I remember it. I'm like, that wouldn't... I even said that while watching it. Yeah, like, me too. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I said, is, is that it wouldn't happen. And it, it's bugged me for years. Because I don't... When did that movie come out? 2015, 2016? Something like that. Something around yeah. there. So for, for what? Five years, five or six years, it had been bugging me that that wouldn't have happened like that. Legos wouldn't break like that. And <laughs> so I finally just kind of, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to leave my Lego collection for, for a full year, go to you know college. Might as well try it. Actually, so I filmed the beginning part of me saying Legos don't broke like that before I dropped it. So 
I have a clip on my phone that has a whole bunch of iterations of Legos don't broke like that. And then there's like me at the end, little tidbit. I'm like, let me test it kind of thing. Like little really cringy stuff watching it back. Um, and then after I filmed the little green screen with a blue towel, I sat on my bed and just dropped my Death Star. And I was genuinely shocked at how much it broke, even though it only broke into a few chunks. And the in the video clip, you hear me go, oh, it does. And that was a genuine reaction of my face was, you can't see my face in the video, but I, my jaw was dropped. I was like, oh, it does. It, was like, it actually does. It broke because I was expecting it just to roll. Uh, so I stitched together a 17 second video and then the rest is history. I published it. And then on the drive halfway across the country, I think while I was on Route 66, I decided to check it and it had it had like 20,000 views. And I was like, this is not normal for my channel. And it just kept growing 40K, 100K. And now I think it's at like 13 million views or something like that, which <laughs> you didn't even post that as a short, right? I think shorts. No. Were, yeah, that wasn't was just even a regular short. video. A regular video. Shorts, shorts were still new at that point. And yeah. I, I didn't think you could make money on shorts. And I was like, well, you know, I want I want something to, you know, I want to make money on this video if it's going to go viral. Like that was what I thought. Because when I when I started my channel, I had to, I had a few goals. My first goal was literally to get 87 views. Just 87. Why 87? Because it was it wasn't a hundred. That was a lot. And it wasn't it wasn't like twenty because that was too little. I was trying to push myself. So I was like eighty-seven views specifically. I had to get on my channel and then it'd be successful. And then I said that I wanted one viral video. This is, is is how how it went when I started my channel. And and here we are. I mean the channel's got what fifteen million views because of that one dang video. That one video. <laughs> And I have a viral video, so mission accomplished, I guess. You have like you're attempting to try to make other kind of like reaching for the star content. I remember the putting the the, the bricks into the microwave or something like that. Yeah. So with the success of Legos don't broke like that, you know, I'm going through a full semester of the my first freshman semester, the fall semester. I I was seeing it grow and just got a million views, and I was like, oh, I need to do this again. You know, I just need to keep cranking out these short little videos. But what was annoying about Legos don't broke like that is because it was only 17 seconds and it didn't pass like that 30 second threshold or whatever it is, I, I didn't get paid as much as I wanted. I, cause I could have made a lot of money off of those views, but because it was so short, advertisers didn't want to, you know, put anything toward it. Uh, so I was like, okay, I got to start making similar content, but that's 31 seconds or, you know, 32 seconds so I can reach that little threshold. So I, over the winter break, when I went back home was when I filmed a whole bunch of content for that. Or maybe it was the summer, I forget. But yeah, I tried a whole bunch of things. I think a few got a couple thousand views, but that was about it. I actually come to think of it, I need to compile all those into like an eight minute video and just put it out there. But I mean, maybe longer maybe... video content's what YouTube wants, technically, yeah. if you're gonna yeah, make videos. And that's what's what's hard for me right now is I can't really do that in, in college. I don't have a good setup. I don't have a good studio. I'm kind of you know struggling for time. So to be able to make long-term content, I just, I can't, which is why the channel has been dead for the past two years. Just Wow. <laughs> I haven't really been able to do anything. You recently just posted something like a couple weeks ago. What was that? I didn't yeah, see I've been it, making, but... uh, I've been making a couple shorts uh, just to, I, I guess just to try to appeal to that, that kind of category. But that was all just edited on my phone. I didn't really film anything. I just used images and, and graphics and stuff and recorded it 
under under a blanket on my bed with my with my iphone um just really janked it together but do you think just doing shorts in general since that's all the time you have right now is i mean not an, an avenue to go to i mean there are now a few just strictly short lego channels at just yeah. shorts they do very well both sides like they get you know subscribers they just do short content they make got a lot of views doing shorts and they're just pretty much they just do shorts yeah, and now I've seen other in other uh, areas too because shorts are quick, right? They're not 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 necessarily meaning like they take hours to make. They could right. take you a long time depending on what you do to it. But like you know, it's not as much as an eight minute video. And then right. you get you know you, with with someone in your position where you know you're limited in your time, you're limited in your space, you're limited in what you actually have in your possession. You know, it's I, I think it would be like you know just something to put out there. Like for me, for example, like I have a goal which is like within the past twenty eight days maintaining 100,000 views and 400 400 subscriber growth like that's like my goal if i if i trend down from that or or come dangerously close i got to do something mm-hmm. so that's either like i make a new video quickly as possible make a new short usually shorts come into play there and it bumps my views back up and then like like shorts only gave me subscribers it gave me like minimal subscribers my videos actually long term do that but i have such a catalog of them already that you know the videos play on their on their own right. um so and a good chunk of them are evergreen so they just continuously play but you know shorts is what i use to bump that up so that way it looks like the channel is still alive so yeah. uh you know so that way if i when i post a long video it doesn't tank completely right i waited so long i feel like there are creators out there um especially like the docuseries channels like the really big ones you know like the, that are in the millions of views that post every three or you know five months but they still kill it. Those right. are anomalies. I'm not going to talk about those guys. I'm talking yeah. about the average, you know, person who goes months without posting anything. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying that shorts is a bad thing. Um, you know, if Claire was here, she'd probably like <laughs> try to convince you otherwise. You know, we're we're right. still looking at Emily for like we talked about a little bit of her, yeah. you know, two episodes, two episodes ago to see where that goes. And, and same thing with, with with Danny Bob. Like we, you know, they've used shorts to their advantage, and a lot of people have too. Like it's not bad they are monetized um they they're what you have right now so i think it's a good me personally it's just a good filler just until you throw you know to maintain the uh you know if you look at your analytics you have your your return viewers and you have your new viewers right the blue line your return viewers you want that to be high because you want to you want to know that your you know people are coming to back to watch your videos and for a while for me the purple is always above the blue meaning i had return viewers all the time but hardly any new viewers coming in when I kind of shifted my channel to kind of something a little different, the way I'm filming it, the way I'm talking about, like pretty much storytelling and not just set reviews, like the blue line, which is the, uh, I, I could be wrong about this. I could have it flip, which is the new viewers went up significantly. The purple line never really died. It was pretty much the same, but the blue line went up. So that means YouTube is sharing the videos. Right. <laughs> so like, I'm like, oh crud. So I, I need to like just maintain for me. Now this is just, this isn't like real advice. This is, you know, just so that way your channel doesn't look like it's dead is to like throw a short every now and then. So that way it's like, and for you, I think you can easily accomplish that with what you're posting up. Yeah. I've thought about doing that uh, more consistently just because, you know, like, like you said, I can't really make that, that eight minute content and shorts would be a good way to keep engagement with my channel just so it doesn't completely fizzle out. So the algorithm, you know, doesn't, doesn't think I, I died, but yeah, it's, I don't, the, what I want to be careful about is not turning my channel into a shorts channel because I want to, I want to right. keep that community. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Which, that's the other side of it. That's the yeah. only thing I have to worry about is the short part. And, it, and it's been, 
it's been especially hard and unique for me um, because of Legos Don't Broke Like That. That's where I got my majority of subscribers from. When Even when I say I have a community, I don't really on YouTube anymore um, because the, I would say 90% of my subscribers are from that short video of, from Legos Don't Broke Like That. So if I start posting shorts, then I'm kind of just, you know, a lo- another Lego meme channel or something like that. Which and you don't want that. It's not that I. It's not that I don't want that. I would be okay with that because I kind of have uh, my community is still kind of on Instagram too, um, where you know I'm in regular DMs with people just hanging out. I still go to conventions and I, ha- I have my Empire Lug and there's you know a bunch of guys that from from when I first started. I mean, Sands was my first like Lego connection, Lego friend. Um, so I mean, he he still texts me every now and again. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I kind of I feel like I've already lost that the community aspect of my channel, um, which which is really sad. But I, I'm trying I'm trying to look at it in a in a nice light, where I can just continue to grow, and then maybe from there all I can continue just creating content and, and having a, a not a fan base, but just a, a group of people who who know who I am and who who enjoy you know talking with me, like you guys. Like mm-hmm. if I go to a convention, you know I have I have friends in in the youtube space who who know me from from my og days and and even even a few of the new ones like danny i mean being social on on instagram and stuff really has helped with those connections so yeah it's 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 very unique i would say in my point of view because i'm already i'm already kind of off that yeah i feel like going viral for a video is a double-edged sword yeah, like, oh, 100%. You know, one, cool, you get the endorphin rush, you get the view towards your channel, and it's just crazy. Like, you broke, oh, my God, I got a million like views in, like, a video. But now you have to follow it with yep. another video that makes that succeeds just as much. And that's the hard part yep. is, like, continuously making something consistently that breaks that threshold. Because if you don't, you know, it, it doesn't always win in your favor at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, almost to the, you know, in a way – you don't want to go viral in every vi- in, right. in a video because it, it it hurts like because the next one is just going to hurt your ego you yep. know what i mean like not to say that it's going to hurt your channel it just it could um but like it'll hurt like oh crap like i'm not as cool as i thought i was or like the work i put in wasn't as good as it was supposed to be all that, whatever yeah. you know you want to say to yourself so psychologically i feel like it would it wouldn't be as good for you so i don't think anybody should aim to be viral i just think i feel like everybody should just put effort into their content and what they believe they like that they yeah. think their community would like and like the steady slow growth is always the best way as opposed to like demolishing it like with one video and not being able to fulfill that the the, the following videos um but you know the community thing that you want i think is possible i i, I don't think that because you still were able to grow a little bit and a couple of videos just looking at your channel behind the last one they're not that bad you know what i mean if you were yeah. Sh- yeah, if you were just to shrink it like you know like, let's say you didn't have that viral video you'll probably be like at ten thousand subscribers maybe maybe eight yeah if i kept maybe. posting videos yeah yeah kept posting like um, um, if you were to remove that viral video just take that out right mm-hmm. you'd probably be at like eight to ten thousand subscribers right now yeah right? i think so yeah yeah so what you're seeing with the viewership against those numbers that's still pretty good so like i wouldn't like yeah. I, I wouldn't really like you know um take it all into a negative so if you just remove that add that you're fine you still have a community. I think like live streaming is always a good thing to build a community. If you want to feel it, like if you really want to feel your community, live streaming is the best way. I know Danny Bob has been doing it like literally every week for like a long time at this point. Um, you know, uh, Emily is also a great example of that. Like she she live streams when she can. She used to do it consistently. But, you know, those two examples right there have built amazing communities that will support them no matter what they do. Yeah. Right. 
And I feel like a lot of people want that as well. Like they, you know, some people don't care about it. And like, I don't live stream because I don't have the time. <laughs> so, um, and you're probably in the same boat, like live stream mm -hmm. takes time, especially if you want to be consistent with it. But, yep. you know, hopping into other people's live streams, like that, that's how we met. Like right. we met through other people's live streams and like that, that community aspect of it, um, you know, that's, that's what makes this whole thing fun to do. Yeah. Sometimes you want to take this as, as an actual job and take it more seriously, but the community thing, the community building is the reason why I'm here. You know what I mean? Like I, I stuck to this because of, you know, talking to people like you on live streams. I, I miss the old days of like, of the hive stream. I know he still does it now. Oh, yeah. when, I had, when I was able to do it more frequently and jump on, like especially during the covid times you oh, know man. just what are you doing i don't know let's just let's just kick it online you know because you can't do yeah. anything and then like so you know that's even though you can't come on or and do your own thing like hop, popping onto other people collabing like this it's always a good thing I'm, I, don't, I don't like to use andrew tate as an example but the, <laughs> the andrew tate method model is a perfect example like what he did with his followers like having them repost his stuff like everywhere and they monetize from him that's kind of genius because you're not only sharing your own content because I, I think mr b said the same thing like be everywhere it doesn't yeah. matter if it comes yeah. from you just be everywhere because it shares who you are your name gets thrown out there so you in yourself don't have to be everywhere in your own content but you can be everywhere through other people's channels does that make Absolutely. sense yeah mr b's totally like like he 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 like criticizes his friend for getting mad that someone shared their video on their own channel. He's like, Dude, why? Like it's you now you're you're being double shared in two different areas with your own content, someone else. So maybe that might be a good thing. Just like I know you don't have time to do your own live streams, but being in other people's live streams because you know the people that don't know you, they'll know yeah. you. Well, like, it's it's funny because I uh, like if I join like an MNR Productions whatnot stream or something. I'm I'm modded on there or whatever just you know just because we're we're friends and so if I if I comment I got that little that yellow little you know game boy system yeah. or whatever as soon as I comment I'll notice like three followers and I'm like why are you following me just because I have this little just because he knows me like is that is that really how this goes now so no I totally I totally get just being involved with with people mm -hmm. and 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 making yourself available to i guess for audiences to even see yeah because we all have different audiences right and for most channels there's a like a hardcore group of fan base that really just only follow that one person and ryan's a big example yeah. of that one you know what i mean there's a a ton of people that just follow him and nobody else and they don't care about anybody else but with that mentality they're not open to see anybody else unless like you know you're kind of endorsed by ryan as right. like, oh, check this person out. And then they'll go and be like, oh, this person's actually pretty cool. So like being involved in the community is an advantage in some way. I mean, you shouldn't be going at it as like what you can gain out of it. I don't think that's right. like a <laughs> I don't think that's a good mentality to go with. But like just to like be available, you know, when someone wants to call that big or small, like, it doesn't even matter. Like if yeah. they're bigger than you, cool. If they're smaller than you, cool. Because you never know that that person that's below, like, you know, small might blow up one day. Right. Or like person small might have a very hardcore fan base of 20 people who are then 20 people just now following you on, on yep. your social. So I, I always look at like, so like collabing as a benefit for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for sure. That's, that's my little thing on that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we got, I, I hope you do well on YouTube and I know like you want to kind of win in that to an extent, but yeah. I know that's not your not complete goal, but uh, you are a part of empire lug, mm -hmm. right? For for those of you that don't know on here what Empire Lug is, 
Can you like give a brief description of that Lego user group? Yeah, so Lego, like you said, is Lego user group, and it's a group of people who are officially recognized by Lego, who you know get little perks and stuff like that. So we basically represent Lego, but Empire Lug is different because most of the time you have Indie Lug, which you know just a group of people from Indianapolis, or maybe I don't know if there's an LA Lug or something like that, where people just from Los Angeles get together and meet once a month, and then they talk about Lego. And they're recognized by Lego. But Empire Lug is a little unique because we're an online community. So we got people from Europe. We have people from California and um, Ohio and, you know, Texas and just all around the country um, that come together through Discord, basically. And we act as our own little community. We just got recognized last year officially from Lego. Um, so we do we, we do enjoy those perks. And uh, But it's 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 a pretty solid group of guys. We recently did a giant train display layout at uh, Brickworld Chicago, um, twenty what was twenty two um, last year, and and we we won best layout, which is really it's really different because most of the time you have the groups that have been around doing city stuff for a long time. You got the train guys and the city guys from you know way back in the Midwest. It's it's what you think of an A fall, you know, in their basement with their with their uh, you know their massive Lego collection, nothing else to do but build with Lego. But our group is we're a whole bunch of young guys. I think our oldest member is the founding member. I, th- I think wait, he's maybe like twenty six or twenty seven, but everyone is under under twenty five essentially in this group some are even 17 18 years old and i think that what that's what sets us apart is we're mainly star wars empire obviously the empire but we also do things like train layouts and you know we've been featured in official railroad you know blog posts like the bnsf railroad page did an article about our layout and it's it's been a great opportunity to to grow our community our instagram and even our youtube channel and um yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty special to me. So. Being recently recognized, I think you have to thank the pandemic for that. Yeah, yeah, and that had yeah. a like a big deal to to understand that Lego like because obviously all these lugs couldn't do anything anymore because they can't yep. share their stuff, they can't meet up, and I think that was a requirement, right? You have to show like monthly meetups at one point. I don't know about it now, but I know at yeah. one point it was something like that. I think um, we I still do. Oh yeah, but you guys, yeah. but now you can do it online, right? I guess that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I look at this in like a, a motorcycle club aspect, it's the same. It's a, it's a, it, Empire Lug reminds me of that because in the club world, the best way to like be known, be seen, is to be everywhere. Just like what we were talking about right now mm-hmm. with social, like, social media content. Just be everywhere, and then you'll win. You guys are in such advantage right now because, like you just said, all these lugs are like local. You know what I mean? So like New York would not know anything about Lagola, which is the LA lug. You know what I mean? Because they why, right? Yep. Um, but Empire Lug. You guys are split literally all over the place and yep. could literally be everywhere at one time and not yep. have to worry about it. So like and then you can grow that way. Like you have little pockets of like, you know, builders at these conventions. And obviously you guys jump into the big ones when you guys mm-hmm. can. But you guys can, you know, this one person like you, like you're here right now, you could have you can grow a little, you know, a little part of the Empire Lug on this area. And then you, you know, you now establish a home base of Empire Lug in LA. And, you know, yeah. or like, and then when you go home to Indiana, you, you oh you have another you have another group of guys within Empire Lug in Indiana and in and in Chicago. And then you know and then boom you have this huge stamp like everyone knows who empire lug is and that's the thing like everyone knows who empire lug is like if you're a youngster you know who empire lug is lug is if you're a lug you know who empire lug is because they're in all your conventions 
Yeah, no, and that we recently, um, I didn't, I didn't get to go, but Atlanta BrickCon um, just had a, just, you know, just happened and they had Empire Lug was there. You know, we, we always have a massive banner that just says Empire Lug on it. Um, and yeah, you just like, just like you're talking about, because we're spread out, we have that advantage of being everywhere when they have the European conventions that, you know, a lug, like you said, in New York can't go to that, but Empire Lug is there because we have European members and we have a big banner that says Empire Lug. Yep. And I think that's really helped with our growth. Um, and because we're kind of because we're on the younger side, we understand social media more. We understand exactly. technology more. So we're able to post content. We're able to create videos and and be active on social media versus mm-hmm. you know some of the other lug you know train guys aren't gonna you know really be good at that per se. Yeah. No, yeah, that and yeah, I was about to bring that up. Like, one, you guys are young. Okay, so let's let's just use that right now as uh, the immediate variable. It leads to one being good at social media and posting everywhere because I am familiar with Rebel Lug and, and and Empire Lug because of socials. Mm-hmm. I don't know about these other lugs unless I see them. Literally, even if they start posting, like I really don't know who they are until I see them in person. But two, since you guys are so young, Empire Lug can literally sustain itself for the next 10 years until you all the real life hits. Like, you know, yeah. when you get so married, have kids, that's when it starts to get tested, your commitment to something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, it might come back later. Same thing like in a motorcycle club, same thing. Like we can be crazy now when we're young, but you know, when real life hits, it's like, ah, oh, I gotta do this first and then I'll do that. Yeah, um, well, well, talking about that, about, about, you know, in the next 10 years or so, what's really great about, about us being young and active on social media is now we have all these young, younger builders who maybe are exactly. 14 or 13 now looking at empire lug and seeing how much fun we have in our vlogs and just, you know, wanting to be in a hotel room watching Indiana Jones with rich boy Jay, you know, like that's just, you know, it's just a, such a vibe. Right. And, all these younger guys, I want to be an empire leg. I mean, that was me. That was me. I was like, I really want to be an empire leg. This is so cool. So even if even if we start growing up and you know we have families and we have to leave and because we're not active, there's going to be new guys. There's new younger guys that keep coming in. And um, thankfully, leadership team have they they have they have jobs that that are steady and they actually have time to to kind of lead. But even that, a few of the directors in in our lug are maybe like 19 or 20 years old and they're they're running the you know the social media pages and everything. So as soon as we grow up, we can just hand it down to the next people that we bring into the lug and it's kind of like this never ending cycle of young people who are passionate about Lego, passionate about Star Wars. It's just it's it's a cycle that I don't think will stop anytime soon. And that's the key for any organization to survive mm-hmm. is getting young people into that group cuz Again, I'm using the motorcycle club as an, as a huge like example, just because I'm I'm, in, in, I'm into that world. Like finding youngsters to take over the mantle yeah. is very hard, you know. Especially nowadays, when a lot of young people don't want to be a part of groups as a whole anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like it's just why you know, like this type of commitment, like this type of I got to pay dues or whatever, I got to mm-hmm. you know pay a fee, uh, or what does it give me? Like you know that type of stuff. Like there's a yep. big there's a bit like that's starting to drop. So it's cool that like social media is like a good answer to that. Like this is what can come of joining the organization. And I think that's like the key for anything to survive nowadays for, yep. you know, next 10 years, next decade. You got to think about like, where is this going to be in the next year? Okay, we can be here. Where is this going to be in 10 years when I can't like be at the head of the helm anymore? Right. I don't want this organization to go away. I want Empire Lug to keep pushing out and i think you guys are setting yourselves up for success for that one i think also you know being recognized helps that, that's cool mm-hmm. lego recognizes the the impact on social media and digital like meet, meetups and i think that also changed the game because if lugs now can be digital officially 
then I, I don't need to be a part of this lug in Indiana. Like I could be a part of this lug in Chicago right. and live in Indiana because yep. I, 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 I just mesh well with this, with these group of people and I want to be a part of it and support them. Um, and then start doing the same thing. Now you'll start having different lugs in conventions, not near them anymore. And that just, like I said, I think that totally changed the game, For sure. which, which is related to what we were talking about with social media as well. But speaking of mocks, mm-hmm. You mock, right? I try. You make. Well, I mean, I remember you were making like military ships at one point. Yeah, I I had. Let's see. I back in the day, because my my father served in the navy. I I had always loved, you know, like the destroyer class of, of ships. So my brother created one, and then I kind of refined it. I had hoped on making a really detailed kind of model. I know we we had even talked about it. I think during Brick World last year when we were over yeah. at uh, Brickmania. Brick, Brickmania, yeah. Um, just seeing their models and stuff and me wanting to kind of imitate that. But, you know, once again, college life kind of got in the way of that. So that kind of got put on pause. Okay. But yeah, I love building mocks yeah, for sure. Which leads to ideas, mm-hmm. right? I think you're, what we've been talking about, you know, going viral, choosing the subject, creating something and putting it into the Lego sphere is a very big thing. And I think all we've been talking about right now encompasses into what we just did right now or what you just did right now with the BTS set. Yep. So let's let's go through the entire process of this whole thing. So let's start with the idea of it. I always wanted to be a Lego designer and still want to. That's still the goal. My LinkedIn still says I'm going to work for Lego, you know, all that stuff. But Lego Ideas is kind of the next best thing. If I can't actually move to Denmark and do it, might as well design it, you know, from my own house and in my own comfort. So what to do, right? Back in 2014, I had an ideas account that I posted some stuff. I had like an X-Wing, a carnival game, a space station, and a cello, I think was what it, what, I, what I posted on there. Obviously, did nothing gained any traction because they were builds from a 13-year-old. Once I got back into Lego Ideas um, with my new, you know, JB Brick Fanatic personality and account and stuff like that, I, I was trying to figure out what to do. So I go to Barnes & Noble one day. And I'm looking around for inspiration. I literally left the house, started driving around just to find inspiration. So I, in Barnes & Noble, I see BTS Uno cards. And that was what really set it off. Is I was like, oh, so this, I know they're super popular. I love, I've heard their music. And clearly they collaborate with brands like McDonald's and, and Uno. So I figured I might as well give this a shot. But the, the thing is, is, I wasn't a super, I wasn't a super fan. You know, I wasn't ARMY. Or anything like that at the time. So I needed someone who knew what they were talking about. Because I could handle the Lego side of it. But I needed someone who could handle the BTS side of it. So I remember on Instagram, um, Bangtan Bricks. I knew that he had posted some content on BTS. And I had kind of, I think I had messaged him a couple times. And it was then that I just, I sent a message. I was like, hey, you like BTS, right? That was just the, that was the question. He was like, yeah. I was like, would you want to collaborate on this? And that's where it really hit off. So we talked about it, tried to figure out what to do, eventually settled on the, the Dynamite video because it was 2021 when we decided to start posting. It was like April or something like that a couple of years ago. So Dynamite was, I think, the number one song for them at the time. Um, Butter hadn't come out and a bunch of the other new albums hadn't come out yet. So we decided to make it off the music video. He kind of sent me pictures or screenshots of the music video or told me, you know, you should build this and this and use these minifigures, these outfits from it. I threw it together one day. I really rudimentary building. Nothing was, nothing was secure uh, in the build. It was all digital. I didn't, I, I kind of outlined the, the size of it 
using physical bricks, using just like some tiles and plates and stuff to figure out the scale that I wanted. I just, I really just slapped it all together. No prints, no custom stuff. I did a terrible render of it. And then I just took that image, put it into an art sketching app on my phone and literally put like a text box and wrote the disco name. And then I did another text box and wrote sweet music on the side. I hand drew minifigure torsos on this render just using my phone. And then from there, I kind of up the exposure and up the saturation on it, posted it and and then uh, didn't really gain traction because it was not a build the Lego fans like. From the Lego Ideas platform, I think I got maybe 68 followers or, or likes or uh, support from it. And then it wasn't until I posted a TikTok of it that then we finally got the 10,000 votes required in like three days because it, it, it finally reached a little bit, a little part of that BTS army. It was from the TikTok? It was from the TikTok. I think it was just me um, talking about the set or saying, you know, like Lego BTS can become real or something like that. Like, and that's all it took. That's all. It was literally, it, it, it was, it had to have taken me five minutes to make where I just posted some pictures, like a slide image of all the uh, different aspects of the set. Again, minifigures with no faces, really crude, you know, pictures of, edited like poorly edited things and i just i had the the standard you know electronic girl going lego bts support here at the lincoln bio or whatever and that that's that's the fact that you're able to bring people who aren't lego fans supposedly supposedly bring them to a site where they can actually vote meaning they have to create an account to vote Mm -hmm. that's already difficult enough to do with just lego fans yeah, that's that's what that's I think that's the main reason I I, I decided to do this um, because uh, Jacob Bangtan Bricks he's he's the more BTS fan and then we're both we're both super Lego fans but I'm I'm more of the Lego fan in that aspect he's BTS I'm Lego you know merge them together and you have this project and my my ultimate goal was really to to get a whole new generation a whole new world of people into Lego. You know, some of the BTS members had had uh, built like the Lego flower set and that went viral. And I think the Lego flower set sold out, but it was just that. And if I can harness a million people to, to look at the brand Lego and to start liking Lego and to kind of get involved in that. I mean, that's awesome to me because I'd love to share the joy that it brings me. The meta in that was great. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, no, 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 for real, for real, for real. Like, all right. So. You got to the point where it got to 10,000 supported on Lego Ideas. Shout out to yeah. uh, Holly, who just got hers as well. With oh, the, the Monsters uh, Inc.? Yeah, the Monsters Inc. is on there. So nice. she got she got there. Um, now you both have that badge, right? But now you actually have the Ideas one that actually became a set on your mm-hmm. profile too. That was a new thing. I didn't know that was a thing on, for me to understand. Oh, is there uh, a badge? I think there's a badge. Like you're in the 10,000 club or you're in the uh, – I actually made it into the – uh a set club or whatever it is huh. um yeah <laughs> more you know um yeah. how did you like how did lego tell you this like did you just get like a, a letter in the mail that you became that your set became a it was selected or did you find out on social media that your set got selected basically so the set hit the ten thousand votes it needed i think around january or february of 21 right is that right no i think it's 22 22 yes 22 around january they i got an email from lego that was sent to me and and Jacob. And it was basically an email saying, hey, we're requesting more information about your build. 
and we kind of just want to we want to have a chat. And here Ooh. in my inbox and in, on my phone, I'm seeing an email from Lego, and I'm freaking out just just so I can talk to them, you know, because I've always aspired to to, to I, I look up to these people, and you know, no matter what their job is, they're really cool to me. And then they wanted to do like a Zoom meet call, so we jumped on. I was missing a class or something during it, but I was like, <laughs> worth it, worth it. So I was sitting outside. You could hear like music playing in the background, really jank. Uh, the the set designers were on the call. The marketing team was on the call and then the Lego Ideas director was on the call. So it was a huge call with Jacob and I and then maybe five or six other Lego employees. And I'm my heart's beating really fast here. And they ask us questions. They're like, you know, how did you guys get into Lego? What are you, you know, what are you really looking forward to in this set? And they asked a few questions about the model, about the size, or is there anything around back that you were thinking about? And here I am just thinking, okay, maybe they need more information. So now I got really got to sell it, you know, because I want them to, to to make it, obviously. But then at the end of the call, they're just like, all right, we're, we're, we're wrapping up. But I guess we we might as well just let you know we, we went ahead and we're going to move ahead, uh, forward with your project. Congratulations, you did it. And that was it. And I was just, we're, just, we're both sitting there kind of just like, Wait, this whole thing was a was a prank? Like you're you're punking us? You you already did it, really? No, no I mean I I think they were just vetting you guys, you know, to oh, see yeah. who you guys were, you know, because because they're gonna tell a background story in the yeah. uh you know in the in the instruction book. So, you know, are you a good fit? Like exactly. you know, Elton's there, like you know, obviously they wanted to see that you were an actual person. You know, there's a bunch of a bunch of things there that I think they were just kind of okay. Yeah, that, 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 I guess you know that makes I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 definitely vetting you to see like if you. You know, as a creator, is there going to be any problems if they were to release a set um, right. based on you guys? Uh, but like to be on a call though with like serious heads, it, it's pretty pretty cool. Like it, personally, it I've done cool. so only because of Lego. Like I've been in, in front of the marketing team and stuff like that. But like not the director of ideas. Like you know right. that. And then all to be like these, all these people are in like their offices in a very professional manner. And then you're like outside in like yeah, like like definitely not in the same level yeah. as them it's probably like solidified the fact like okay you're you're a student you know let's yeah you know he's a lego fan let's just do this this works out perfectly you know what i mean the but, the most memorable thing from that call I, I i'll add is so in 2019 i had the opportunity to go on the inside tour i i was i i got lucky on on the you know the ticket front and then i paid the exuberant amount of money to go on this trip and on the tour, I got to you know meet designers, and there's, there's a whole series on my channel you guys can check out. But I got to talk and actually meet with designers and kind of debate Lego pieces and Lego building. And I would say, you know, there's a flaw with this piece, and if you attach it next to this piece, you actually can't connect them, even though you theoretically should. And they're looking at me like, you shouldn't know that. Like, what are you doing kind of thing. So I feel like I made an impression there to the designers because obviously, again, my dream job, I want to I work with these guys so two years later i'm on this call with them where they where they announced that to us that, that they're gonna accept it and one of the first things that the guy says to me one, one of the the members there he was like josh i remember you from the inside tour and i'm in, i'm thinking i'm thinking do you really i was like do you actually remember me or did you just do your homework about my name and like you figured out that i was on the tour but that was really surreal to have someone in lego two cool. years later you know just say i remember you yeah. That connection is pretty cool, especially for something like that. Like you wouldn't think a designer would re remember you after like a week, you know what right. I mean? An interaction oh, yeah. that's so like minuscule, you know, as, as something like that. But like to to be remembered like that, you definitely made uh, an impression worth lasting. And now you're yeah. always going to be remembered for it. Right. So that's something <laughs> yeah. to definitely put, um, you know, some chips in that basket for sure. So. Yeah.
with the BTS set, since it was announced, all right, it's going to be interesting to hear your thoughts on this because it's your set. It was very smart to go outside of the community for the support. Tiago, when reviewing your set, said it at the very end of it of his of his review that this set isn't made for the Lego community, and yeah. I think we all can agree that it isn't. Yeah. Obviously, with the support on Lego Ideas, it, it makes sense. This set is meant for the BTS Army and anyone who has the the, the money to do so to be able to buy this set. Um, and we all know the BTS Army has the financial capacity to buy this set with all the merchandise that they sell. Like their plushes are like fifty dollars. Yeah, like, yeah, you guys can buy two plushes and buy this Lego set. Um, but like he said in that video that this is a good way. You know, for, you know, like this is where ideas should be. Like, ideas should pull mm -hmm. people outside the Lego community into it. Like, the Taylor Swift set, like, I would be happy for a Taylor Swift set. I'm a diehard Taylor Swift fan. I can't go to any of her concerts because, you know, Ticketmaster. But, like, like this is where ideas should go. I mean, yeah. and a lot of people are also saying, like, this shouldn't take up an idea spot in front of all these other things when they forget, like, the past, like, five sets in the last round or four sets in the last round. None of them are IP. They're all like right. different things. So I, I think like a lot of people really, really want to criticize this set. How does that feel for, for the Lego community in which you care about so much doesn't care for it? Honestly, I don't care. Well, and it's again, because, because I know that the set isn't made for them. It's a very simple build. It's, it's a, you know, a four-year-old could put this thing together minus maybe the stickers, which would have been really cool if they made it like a four plus set and everything was printed, but that's a side. <laughs> uh, that, that would have been way more expensive than a hundred dollars. Yeah. But because I know that it's not for them, I really could care less what they what they have to say. I, I remember I watched Tiago's review. I watched a couple other um, reviews that I saw on on YouTube and even Instagram. And like Jay's Brick Blog had a, a very honest review, and that, and I love I love the fact that that Tiago and, and and Jay are being so honest about it. That the set it's a it's a good Lego set, but it's not a good Lego set. Like it doesn't hold up to today's standards. The build the building techniques aren't there. The pieces aren't special, you know, it's it's a very basic set, but that's good. It's a really good thing that it's basic because there's people out there, the BTS army, who may have built a Lego set when they were five or, you know, they may have gotten the flower Lego set or something, but they really don't have the expertise that we do as yeah. a fall community who are buying, you know, the Titanic set that takes, you know, 10,000 pieces or whatever. And they're not at that level. They could, they could follow the directions pretty easily, but the BTS said the way that that um, that James and, and Diego and the designers were able and Gemma, they were able to to make this rudimentary build that's really simple was the was the smartest thing that they could have done. Um, I, just yeah, I didn't just think about feel. it that way. Put that. I mean, it may have been said, but I feel like I didn't register that in my brain. Like, it's good that it's not complicated. Just too good in his thoughts about it. You know, he said uh, for this build, like it's kind of reminiscent of like the early '90s city sets. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and when, when he said that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. This looks like a city or town build back then. It's very simple, open yes. back, as they all are. But like, you know, there's nothing crazy going on. It's just that nostalgia for that alone for a Lego fan in city would appreciate at least that. Yeah. On its own, but yeah, just you know, going with it with the intention of not. That just shows you right there that Lego already knew this isn't for a Lego community or Lego mm -hmm. fandom. This is completely – this set is not for you. This is for everybody else. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's going to be. Take it or leave it. Please stop bashing it. It is what it is. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people also in the Lego community now know who BTS is and right. how big they are. Because a lot of people didn't know like how big – I'm not a BTS fan. Not even close. Like I know of Dynamite. I know of Butter because it hits the radio. I used to be into like H.O.T. Mm -hmm. back in the 90s, like you know, early uh, you know, K-pop. 
for a lot of people like only because i use their music in like my dance crews and my, my dance team like we use their music a lot and we're inspired by their choreography so now that k-pop has become a thing here in the united states you know i'm i can appreciate the fact that bts is winning like i i, I i'm so happy with that i'm not a fan i don't listen to their music but i love the fact that you know kids here in the united states are listening to their music and have no idea what they're saying yeah they still love it, it you know? it's it's so catchy it's it's happy it it's happy, it's joyful, it's catchy. What's not to like? I think K-pop in general, they know the formula. They're very, oh, yeah. they know, it's, it, you know, we're not going to get into this topic about like the bad <laughs> part about that, but like they're, they're, they know what they're selling and like they yeah. only have a short period of time to do it because of the whole military aspect, especially for men, which is another reason why I'm buying this set because they're all in the military. And this is technically to me in my eyes, a military set now. Um, <laughs> like, uh, hey, they're all soldiers now. You know, we don't I think, know. I think it's just one. I think it's just one of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they all have to join at some point. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. But either way, it, it shows how far like K pop has come and like the music in itself. Like, if you really pay attention to it, it's how pop works, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, who, when they do, when they designed that, when Lego designed the music for, uh, not them, but like the person who designed the music or wrote the music for, sorry, composed the music for, um, the song's gonna get stuck inside that song. Everyone's song. awesome. And, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Not, everyone awesome is is works too. That everyone everything's awesome, and the this song's gonna get stuck inside. Oh you. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lego movie too. Um, that is encompassing a lot of what makes pop work. Like the single note, this song's gonna get stuck inside. Like you know, it's like one note. Yeah. Right, it's just it's it's arranged in a different way, yeah. and pop music is that. Think of all your favorite pop songs or great hooks in anything that plays. It's very similar like to how their arrangement is made yeah. and like yeah k-pop k-pop encompasses that so you know bts fans whatever but like lego fans now understand like oh crap like because like, a lot of them were coming at the point where why don't they make a you know a this set or a this set like why them like well dude you need to open up your eyes a little bit that like yeah. there's something else out there that's completely dominating the world right now and it's not this so yeah. when 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 people when i hear people complaining that oh it's not lego or why would they choose this over that it's because these individuals are are looking at it from from their tiny little blinders perspective of i'm a lego star wars fan why aren't we getting a lego star wars cmf you know it, they're just looking at it from their from their limited point of view but if you if you go to korea if you look at these other countries and you see how popular it is you would be asking yourself why isn't there a lego set based off of this yet exactly it's because it's so popular yeah and it's like beyond like popular <laughs> yeah because it's international, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. there's a hardcore love in South Korea for it. But, you know, all over Asia. And here, the thing is, the fact that it hit the United States as a number one hit, mm -hmm. not spoken in English, is insane. You know? So, for it not to be a Lego set, I mean, it's a hit. It's a home run. Like, why not? The thing is now, which a lot of people are now saying, is it really going to sell out? Yeah, yeah. But the BTS army can push it through. Cool. But are they really going to come to the Lego store on, you know, the first to pick it up? Right. That's the key that everyone's very interested in is, okay, maybe it does sell out the first day, but is it going to continue to sell out? Like, are, are the BTS yeah. army going to really keep it up there? Because if you look at the previous sets, now we're going to start from the friend set, right? The very first time, like Lego hit a home run with, uh, you know, an outside with an IP that's outside the fandom, right? The, the central perk that was very very hard to get that people are reselling the set for double the value yep. when the set is out so you know legos try to do the same thing multiple times after that with the nintendo nes with the, well, i guess like you know um other i guess rolling stones i guess you can put that on there the office is another one yep. but these sets aren't selling as hard as the friends set 
So the Central Perk had a really good price tag too, though. It was yeah. fifty bucks, yes, or sixty dollars. Like it was a good price point that I was very obtainable. Which is the BTS other hit to it is a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now we could probably say that the a lot of that has to do with the licensing for it and the, like getting to play the music in the in the marketing. Yeah, like to play that, I know that was a hefty price tag. Yeah, for sure to be able to play that. But you can't sell without playing that music anyways. So it's like I feel like yeah. Lego had to you know add that extra ten dollars for the set um, to be able to pay off that uh, royalty. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people, like a lot of people in the Lego community, are like really questioning the the sell through for this Lego set. What are your thoughts on it? My obviously, I wanted to sell a million billion copies, right? But um, yep, of course. I <laughs> I think my my guess is that it'll sell out the first run for sure, just because of you know the army's hype. I think it has a possibility to sell out the second time, or at least you know go to back order a couple times. But then once the hype dies down and and the fans realize that oh this is going to be out for two years this is going to be available for a couple of years shelf warmer 100 percent oh yeah yeah for sure that's because that's how the albums I think go too when they when they sell their you know their their unique albums mm-hmm. they'll they'll sell so crazy and they'll go for crazy you know amounts of money on eBay and stuff but as soon as the hype dies down or the next thing comes out shelf warmers so I'm hoping it happens a little bit better than that that's the same thing with going viral right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's this whole thing where you only have it for the hype after that tank. So I I hope it does well. Like, I honestly want it to. And I I want it because of you. I want it to to do good. But it's good to know that you're realistic in this and that your, your intentions for the set isn't for us, you, us three right here. It's, it's for them. And obviously it, you know, it helps you out, obviously. Um, but you know, it gets your name out there. And you did something that a lot of Lego ideas haven't done. Like, look how much hype you put up on social media because of this set. Yeah. Like, Lego's, Lego's most liked tweet. Lego's, like, most seen, you know, everything. It's pretty crazy. Um, I'm, I'm super excited just to be able to introduce Lego to these millions of people who maybe not have ever, you know, played with it before. Now they know. Now they now they can share in something that I have been enjoying for for years. Plus, to get a minifigure of like one of your favorite artists. Oh just, yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. If they made a Lego U two set, and I could get like a little Bono and a little Edge, yeah, dude. Cool. Oh man, I would. That'd I'd love cool. that so much. A little Bono. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, I, if it's if Lego were to decide between U two and Taylor Swift, I think U two would not happen. Taylor Swift. Yeah, would no, be they, the they'd have to go Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Did you see? I don't want to. I don't want to spiral into a new thing. But did you see the uh, the the Lego house? Twilight set? Yeah, the 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 house, the the Cullen house. It got yeah, it got Cullen the ten thousand votes in yeah, under twenty four hours. Oh, I okay. I'm gonna buy that set if it does become a thing because I did read all of Twilight in Afghanistan because that's all we had. So really, well, I, I read the books before the movie just because yeah. you know we were in the middle of nowhere, obviously in Afghanistan. So like. We didn't have anything to watch. Obviously, we had iPods, the video iPods. That's it. But then you go through a movie on your iPod, and that's it, right? So, like, we did have a cachet of books that people would send to us. And then one of the wives sent us all her books of Twilight. And that went through that – literally went through the entire battery when we were over there. Like, we all – Sorry, brothers out there who I don't even know. If you're to now. I know all a lot of you like the Twilight series, and you're not saying it out loud. Oh man! But that's also the reason why I got into Taylor Swift because yeah. it was in Afghanistan because we had a Texan who was into Taylor Swift, and this is before pop Taylor Swift. This was country Taylor Swift. And the thing is, when when we're in a combat zone, right, you're surrounded by 
you know that and then you're also surrounded by like really hardcore music whether that be yeah. like hip-hop or rock that's just something we always played so then to flip the switch and put something that's very happy yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you know makes you think of home because she sings country and you know what country does it makes you think of home it can make you cry it makes yep. you miss your wife or your, your daughter or whatever like that type of vibe that like taylor swift did at the time was like oh i want to go home you know what yeah. i mean like it was a very softer feel and that's the reason why i got into taylor swift and this is like prior like 1989 red and all that kind of stuff okay. um which i follow through to this day and the same thing with twilight so now you bring that up i'm like Oh, do I have to go hard for this set too? Yeah. I liked the books. It was very interesting at the time. Would I ever pick up the book outside of it? No. But because it was in front of me and I read through it and I was interested into it because it was something different, I was cool with it. So the, the, that's another one. Like, but will it? I don't think it has the same like push though and grab attention as BTS. Like, I don't think anything comes close. And the only reason why I bring up Taylor Swift yeah. because that's the closest thing yeah. right now to that type of hype. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of where this goes and just to even see how it performs because that's a tell to Lego because at this point they don't know. And, right. you know, just trying to, to see if it's successful, if it's not, does it work, does it not? That will really determine whether or not a set like the Taylor Swift house gets accepted because if it doesn't work for bts then why why would it work for taylor exactly, swift exactly because if it yeah, yeah I was, if it doesn't work for bts it's not going to work for anybody else in the future yeah not to that to that scale but you never know but you know maybe the pricing had a lot to do with it you know yeah. maybe like maybe the set build has a lot to do with it like if imagine if the set was a lot was 10 times more complicated offering unique parts that you can't get anywhere else i mean right. the color scheme of this is like a friend set to me but like yeah. There's nothing bad. I like friends. But like, um, you know, if they offer things that the leg community in itself would enjoy, like the central perk, a lot of things were introduced there that were cool um, that, you know, people that were into the show could appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if they change it up a little bit and gone to that direction, it could have a more successful shelf life like in the future. I mean, you won already, dude. Yeah. You have a Lego set with your name on it. I mean, yeah. even Lego designers don't have their name on it. Right. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's that's the other big win, I think, for, for me is is now they now they hundred percent know who I am. So when I apply after I graduate and I'll be like, hey, I want to work for you guys as a designer, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, Josh, yeah, we know him. Yeah, he designed the Lego BTS set. That's that's the biggest win for me, is just being able to be a part of that, you know, corporate community, I guess. Being being known in Denmark is is phenomenal to me. That's like your foot in the door right there. Oh yeah, Bigfoot the door, hundred percent. Which goes back to it, be everywhere. Yeah, hundred percent. Full circle. <laughs> full. I, I think that's a good place to put it. Um, is there anything else you want to plug or share or anything like that while we're here? Subscribe to my YouTube, and, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> you can find him at JB Brick Fanatic everywhere on socials. Uh, that's what he goes off of. He recently actually put his full name on there. <laughs> that's ballsy but like yeah, you did it. hey whatever your name's gonna be out there anyway so it doesn't yeah really it, was in, it was in the idea set so yeah, i figured yeah screw it it's already yeah, out your, your, so your identity is now forever uh in the youtube space yeah. um but hey congratulations i'm very happy for you i am buying i'm buying the set twice thank so, you wow okay because of you um i've been defending it because of you but realistically we know where it's gonna go i hope it doesn't go in where we think it's gonna go and yeah. it just continues to perform um Great job, man. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And and thanks for having me on today. I've I've ever ever since we met up that one time I've wanted to wanted to jump on, but you know, college life is is, is a bit difficult. But plus you couldn't talk it. about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I've yeah. 
I, that was that was a really hard thing was being ha- having to keep the secret because of the NDA. I was I couldn't even tell my mom or my girlfriend. You know, just <laughs> I had to shut up about it. It's so annoying. Something so cool that you can't tell anybody. Oh, to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, let's roll that music. Everyone have a good night. Peace. See ya. Good job, dude. That was good. That was fun. That was fun. I'm going to, like, input Claire everywhere. Like, I'm going to try to look for other clips of her saying random things and just throw it in there.